Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If ever there was a case to be made, this was it. Continue to provide them with supplements program of 2012, and it's not just the players themselves, their families, their friends, their fans. How they get through the whole season, I'm not sure. Well, this is a very exciting edition of Clicking Balls, straight from the ball sack here. It is. Um, we've got a, an inside scoop. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has heard about this, but uh, the court and arbitration decision on the Essendon players came down uh, on Tuesday. Really? So that's my scoop. That's what I want to... Really... Yeah. But anyway, the decision came down, and it's, it's fair to say a little bit of a surprise yep. um, for most people. Um, so much so that I had jokes set up about um, journos are going to have Mad Monday yeah. on, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> after the decision came out. <laughs> yep. Then it went the other way, and I thought, ooh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Yep, looks like they'll be, uh, have some company for Mad Monday. But um, we're actually going to take the high road and not do anything on the Essendon-Astata drama. And we actually got requested to do this. Thanks, Liam. <laughs> Although he did refuse to come on the podcast. So this one's for you, Liam. There you are. Uh, so I don't know. Where do we start? Uh, I think we've got to start off with the actual report. Or what do they call it? Call it an award. An award. Yeah, award. I mean, it is chock full of legal jargon. Yeah. Um, which is beautiful in some senses. Yeah. Um, that it's, uh, I think it's 48 pages at a good 180-odd uh, numbered paragraphs to go through. Plenty of Latin. Lots of Latin. Lots of Latin. Beautiful stuff. Um, but the thing is, there's enough in there that you can comprehend what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're an Essendon fan. <laughs> Apparently then, you, you just don't, don't comprehend it. Well, I've said it. I mean, I genuinely, after reading through it, I felt sorry for Essendon fans. Yeah. A lot of them have, you know, stood by the club, you know, and stand by herd and all that kind of shit. And they referred back to, we don't know the facts. These are the facts we do know, and this says we're fine. And they were promised that, yeah, they were going to get out of this. And not only that, they were going to be in a better position. I can't find any other conclusion that than they were lied to. Yeah, that's the thing. And if, if I was an Essendon fan, I'd be fucking pissed at my club because you, you've swallowed the line that they tried to, to sell you. And you did what they asked of you to stand by your club, look after them... It was amazing. And that's why I genuinely feel sorry for even those the Essendon supporters that buried their head in the sand. Um, yeah. I thought, okay, I can see where you're going and which facts you've taken on board. And yeah. you said, you know, we believe when we're told this. Yeah. And they had every right to. Yeah, I don't blame for God that at all. damn it. Um, but now, uh, what? Are, before we go through the whole award and uh, start picking that apart, the reaction out of Essendon publicly yep. since this has been really, really good. Yeah. I thought um, their initial statement says, you know, we were shocked. Like, yeah. No shit. Um, yeah. We accept the uh, the decision by the court or we respect their authority or something like that. And now we're going to see what's going on. Yeah. And see, I, see what we can do next. Because that, that was good. And I really liked uh, Worstfold. He released a statement today. Today is, what's the 14th, Thursday. Yeah. Released a statement on behalf of the club um, and just saying, look, it's tragic, but we're looking forward. You know we, what I mean? We can't suck. Exactly. And this is what I've got. This is what I've got to work with. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Love the approach. Beautiful. It's exactly what I thought too. And that's why they've got a new coach in. Yep. You know, he's, he he didn't do anything. We know he is innocent. I guarantee he's exactly, innocent. Exactly, yeah. Um, all right. Maybe he was... He might be guilty uh, of some things at other clubs, but... Yeah, you know, I was going to say. Fresh start. Some shit might have happened at uh, West Coast. But anyway... That happens. The thing is, they won, so you can be excused for that. <laughs> but one thing I find funny is the non-Essendon fans are just as ridiculous in their sort of allegations against them. They're, especially the where people will say, you know, if, if I got caught taking drugs at my work, you know, I'd be fired. I don't be able to, to work at all. If you took performance-enhancing drugs at your work, <laughs> they, you, you'd be a little go-getter. I've got to say, they don't care. You, you'd be getting an award as well. Okay, as, Commendation. As, sorry, boss. I was going through the spreadsheets. I, I took some Ritalin yeah. um, to help me help me get through it. Like. So yeah, so people pushing that argument, yeah, you need to really just have a little think about that one, I reckon. And I did like that uh, when you put up, we put up the uh, Richmond season primer. 
yep. uh, this week, and you included uh, Brownlow medalist Trent Cotchen. Brownlow medalist Trent Cotchen. <laughs> what a what a beautiful sounding phrase that is. <laughs> and one other thing I thought that was funny, where Joe Watson issued a statement. Um, it's only a short one, which has been, to be honest, he doesn't seem like he's the brightest well, spark going around. That's I, all he's got to say. What more does he need to say? Yeah. But the second paragraph where he's saying... We are struggling to come to terms with this decision and feel it does not support the player's firm belief that we are innocent. I can guarantee you it doesn't support that belief. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a certainty. That's, that's kind of the point of it, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm just not sure. I feel like they're, I feel like they're against us. <laughs> I don't think they agree with me. Yeah. And, I mean, we'll go into later. I've got the evidence from the actual well, award. Do you want to go into it? Yeah. Let's start. Um, oh, sorry, while we're just talking about the statements, I thought uh, Sheedy had one as well. Did he? Um, that he, he basically said, look, um, shit's happened. You could build your next premiership from this. You know, yep. you've got all these young kids, you're going to put a bunch of game time into them. Yep. You'll find some new stars. I thought that's the attitude you've got to have, even if it's only publicly. Yeah, exactly. Privately, you can say, you know, get the fucking lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's, they're going to certainly explore that. Yeah. Um, but that's the public face you want. And yep. that's why they got Sheedy in. That's why they got Wusher in. You want Sheedy around that club again. Fucking Trust me. It was a good move getting yep. him back. Um, anyway, so let's go into the award. Um, it's, uh, we could have a few uh, itemized things that uh, we can we can pull out of it. Yeah, uh, I've, I've made a few notes. So I was uh, a busy little paralegal for the afternoon. <laughs> good job. Good job. The skirt suited you. Yeah. Um, so where are where we, where we going? Well, I started off... Um, I've even got the paragraphs numbered here as well. Yeah, I numbered all all my research. Paragraph 18. Um, They're talking about, was it 20th September, Mr. Dank was interviewed for his position. Um, There was, Bomber Thompson was in there and um, Hurdy and Robinson was in there. Mr. Robinson's recalled Mr. Dank saying that he would never cross the wider code by using illegal substances, which he's right because he didn't take them. (laughs) (laughs) He just gave them to everybody else. So kind of can see where he's coming from on that one. That's a fair point. It is, you know, plausible deniability there. Yeah. So in November 2011, um, Dank int- introduced himself to Mr. Alavi, who was one of the pharmacists or owned the business Como, yep. who was the, they'd mixed the pharmacological shit together to make whatever they wanted. Um, and he's approached him uh, about Como being the official pharmacy to supply Essendon. So the, the, official, the official pharmacy, pharmacy to su- supply Essendon. So they're going to be the official pharmacy to unofficially supply illegal substances. <laughs> That's- it's going to be a long, uh, long yeah. card. Well, it got even worse later on when the Bombers tried to argue that they couldn't prove that the Thyrophimacin, whatever the fuck it is. TB4. TB4 came from Como. You sign them up as your official... <laughs> unofficial. Unofficial drug supplier. Well, I think they've really... That's uh, sad that they didn't uh, go through with that. Could you imagine the ads that go on TV? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Here's uh, Joe Watson, who grew up around pharmacies. <laughs> <laughs> Running down the, the lanes of Chemist Warehouse. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll go uh, further in, into this riveting document. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, paragraph 28. Dr. Ageless or whatever it is, uh, Shane Charter and Dank are meeting uh, Sergio Del v- Vecchio. 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 Yeah. Uh, he, what is he? he owned a medical supply business or something. I think he's a Dr. Valcecchio or whatever it is. Owns like Australian medical supplier or something like that. Big company. And he was looking at buying um, Dank's business. So he's done his due diligence. Yeah. Uh, but he had a conversation with Dank and Dank spoke about the peptides and how beneficial they were for his club. And Mr. Velsecchio goes, um, are you sure they're legal? He's like, yeah, yeah, they're legal. So he went and checked into it himself. Not legal at all under WADA. So he's trying to sell his business and admitted that he's a fucking shady character. <laughs> like, does. why would you bring that up? And the thing is, the evidence was there that he knew that it was illegal because um, they told him. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a giveaway. Yeah. So if Mr. Del Vecchio, who runs his own medical supply business, has told him, um, that's illegal, champ. Um, yeah, no, I'll still go with it. I'm good. <laughs> I'll give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. They might change their mind. Yeah. But I, I don't think anybody uh, through this has stood up for Dank at all. No, like, not ever. at all. And I mean, he was the easy scapegoat, and deservedly so. Wow. Well, that was shifted. By the fuck. looks at it. Um, it. All the time, though, he's always said, you know, I'm not saying anything until it gets to the Supreme Court or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe he should have said something. Yeah. Especially when he's like, we've got the evidence to prove that we're innocent. Like, um, no, you've got the evidence that proves you're guilty. You're not giving it to anyone. Yeah. And that's why you're trying to say that you're not guilty. <laughs> but when you look at who's in on these meetings, um, I've got a short little list there. We've got Mr. Dank, Mr. Robinson, Mr. Thompson, Dr. Reed, Mr. Hurd, and Mr. Hamilton. 
out of all those, especially with the, the prefix, who would you think would be given <laughs> the injection? So I'll just cut off the, the surnames. Yep. Mr. 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 Doctor. Doctor. Yes, Doctor. Mr. And Mr. And Mr. So, yep. yeah. Wonder what's going on there. One doctor in there. But I would have thought it would be legislated to avoid circumstances like this that the doctor has to be the one that gives any injections or he has to be the person that you go through to oh. get... I, supplements. I believe, strangely enough, it wasn't at the time. It is now. Like, right. There is nothing that the club can give a player without the doctor's knowledge. I don't know who the player was, but he had uh, a regular heartbeat or something. Yeah, they didn't name the player. Yeah. They said he had um, Cardiac. arrhythmia or arrhythmia. Yeah, something, yeah, something like, like that. that. And so he's, his doctor has asked him if he's on any other drugs because he wasn't sure if it's going to affect his medication for his arrhythmia. Yeah. And all he, all he could tell him was he's taking vitamins. Yeah. And so then he's ringing up Doc Reed. Either all he could tell him or all he was willing to yeah, tell him. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, true. Um, so he rang up um, Doc Reed, and Doc Reed's going, what? He's not on them. Yeah. And so they just assumed that, no, he's not on them at all. No, he's cool. Yeah. Um, which I think is you know, a lot of the reasons why we're here. They had training from AFL officials in WADA, or not yeah. WADA, ASADA, yeah. to actually avoid this exact situation happening. But it's like, you know, whenever you get a new iPhone, you sign up for the terms and conditions. Yeah, you know? true. Yeah. So that's obviously what they've done. This is true. And, uh, and uh, that's how you end up being, you know, like a human centipede type of arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> you see that episode of South Park. There you go. Human centipede. Oh, that's from the, actually, doco episode, isn't it? From the Six Days to Air. Yeah. That's the episode yeah, that, they, that they're anyway. making, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I, I guarantee, 100%, if I was in the same um, position as these Essendon players, yeah. I would have agreed. Yeah. Um, I would have these consent forms this is legal yes it's legal okay yeah. I wouldn't have googled it like, yeah. the problem is though that's it's their job yeah. and you know I guarantee you now every single AFL player is googling the shit out of their yeah. coffee and, and that's the, the thing is I would have said that until I found out the intensive training and the protocols yeah. that have been put in place by the AFL to avoid this situation and there's more that comes up later on too something yeah. else I noticed. that's what yep. I find I keep getting ahead of myself because we've got this whole rundown of shit and <laughs> it's going to be a bit all over the place well I think they also they could have avoided some of these issues um, you know because they were getting ejected away from the club yeah yep. so obviously and you know they're saying we're trying to keep a secret because we don't want other clubs to find out yeah I thought well how do other clubs know what you're ejecting in your change rooms anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah so is there really that kind of <laughs> need but regardless you know what they could have done is they're giving themselves an extra layer of plausible deniability yeah instead of being um, injected away from the club instead get injected at the club but not when they know it so yeah. they don't actually know they're being in- injected yeah so what they could have done is uh, dark guns. <laughs> I'm saying they're running warm-up laps, danks up at the top of the grandstand, lining them up, bang, there you go, there's your injection, son. Get that in you. I can see they've got like a fake wall behind the toilet, and when they're just about to sit down and take a shit, it just pops <laughs> up, bang, ah, there we are. Because not only then could they say, I didn't get injected with drugs, it's like, I didn't mean to, I was, yeah. I was trying to get Fletch, you got out of the way. You know, then they're safe. He turned sideways and you couldn't see him. That's it. You missed him. And yeah. the funny thing was that, um, we were talking about it before, where the AFL or Asada or WADA, I can't remember which one, put forth the metaphor that it was a link in a chain. Yep. Or this was a link in a chain to get... Um, so this is the metaphor that's been um, pulled out a lot. Um, yeah. Where Asada went for, if we can't prove every link in the chain, it fails. Yep. The metaphor that WADA uses is strands. Yep. Which, depending on how you go, is either we build enough strands to make a rope to hang yourself with, yeah. or... <laughs> If one strand fails, it doesn't matter as long as everything else holds on. Yeah. So it doesn't matter which way your metaphor goes. It's the strands versus the links. Yes. yes. They referred it to as a cable theory, yes. I think. And yeah. they referred it to that in the uh, award. And that's why I find it's pretty funny is that Essendon just got their metaphors asked about. Yeah. <laughs> just left them up shit creek with two in the bush. Well, actually, it's very funny um, about this because I thought that if you go to... And, and we're flying ahead now um, yeah. in, into paragraph 110... Um, this is where I think, because leading up to the Asada case and then the, the this appeal, Essendon was so confident. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is around this metaphor because there's a clause in how these arguments are made yep. that you can't change uh, your initial argument yeah. after you've started. Yep. So once you've started your first submission or your first brief, you can't change your argument um, until... You know, from then until when you, you, you're finished up. Yeah. Um, so 
that's where this metaphor came up about the links in the chain versus the strands and the cable. Yeah. So, obviously, WADA went for the strands and the cable one. Yep. And the, the players didn't object. Yeah. They waited until the end. Yep. Then they went, by the way, you can't change your argument. Yeah. Huh. Ha. And they went, well, okay, three things. One, that's shit. Yeah. Two, we're not changing our argument. Yeah. We're actually just arg- uh, changing how we're presenting it. Yeah. And three, you could have objected yesterday, mate. Yep. But you were okay with it then. Yeah. And, and then I reckon that was the moment you could see all the Essendon um, QCs go, fuck. Yeah. But that's the thing is, if that's all you've got, that they their metaphor was linking a chain and here's a broken link, that's what you're relying on, man. Yep. Your case is pretty fucking thin. Well, it seemed to me that... Um when you look at the different approaches, they the Essendon approach seemed to be more like the O.J. Simpson trial. Mm. Like if if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Like you can't it's prove exactly it was what it is. Yep. They had whereas, a catchphrase. Whereas the problem was they weren't at the O.J. trial; they're on Judge Judy. Yeah, and Judge Judy just listened to both sides and said, mm, "I'm going to go with this one." Yeah, and let's be honest, O.J. was a loved figure before that. <laughs> Essendon was still yeah, yeah, they're still Essendon. Um, so what's uh, what's the next part you want to pull apart? Oh, the funny thing was about when you're leading to the players sort of rebuttal or going on about um, the link in the chain or the cable theory. Yeah, they did have a little disclaimer after that. If if we do get found found guilty, I think that you would have to give credit and wait to the judgment of the experienced AFL tribunal. Right, right. Now the experienced AFL tribunal who was, this is the first of its kind, a case that they come across. Never. First one that they'd ever seen. Yep. So experience doesn't really come into play there. But even regardless of that, if you're trying to argue that our tribunal actually know what they're doing, (laughs) (laughs) there are no witnesses in Australia that can back that up. I don't know if you watched this season. Probably not because you knew you are fucked. (laughs) But they're not very good at getting shit right. I was going to say, that's really, oh, that's, that's the last thing you're going to pull out and go, yep. yep. But our tribunals, they're really, really good. Yeah, they're so, awesome with this stuff. Yeah. Do we have any evidence of this? Fuck, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. Uh, we got Fife's Brownlow to show for that. Yeah, and um, so they said, um, furthermore to that, they said, should the panel uphold the appeal? I love should... how you used furthermore there. That's very legal. Well done. I told you, I've been a little paralegal this afternoon. <laughs> been a busy little body. Vis-a-vis. Yeah, I learned a bit of Latin. Well, I pretended to know what it meant. I was like, yeah, so I agree. Yeah. Um, Concur. <laughs> Should the panel uphold the appeal, it should note the following matters germane to the appropriate sanction. Uh, right. I didn't look, I didn't look what's up. What's Jermaine doing in there? I didn't think this was a feminist thing. <laughs> it's flight of the Concords. Yeah, so <laughs> matters germane to the appropriate sanction. There is no suggestion that any player intended to use a prohibited substance. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. Except for a consent form with their signature on it saying <laughs> they intended to use a, a illegal substance. Well, see, that's where it goes back to the thymosin. Thymosin, I reckon we're going with thymosin. Because they said they agreed to thymosin. They saw thymosin on the the vials and on the the, the forms. Um, And then they said, well, hang on, it it wasn't the illegal thymosin. It's the good thymosin. Yeah, The the one that doesn't help you at all. (laughs) You know what the funny thing is, though? It doesn't matter because that's still illegal to inject. Oh, what was it? It's it's legal to have... (laughs) But um, if you look at the uh, Asada website, they actually, you actually, it's really good. You put in your sport, uh, whether you're male or female, coach or athlete, whatever, and then you put in what the drug is, and it'll tell you whether it's legal in competition or out of comp, and what vectors it's legal in. And pretty much all peptides, proteins, aminos, they're legal in and out of competition, uh, orally, even if you want to stick up your ass, you can. But you can't inject it. Yeah, it sounds like work, though. Who's going to look up that shit? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe a professional athlete with millions of dollars on the line. I actually got the cutout that they quoted from the consent form into Alia, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, Nature actually, of situ? You know, since we are doing this uh, whole podcast just for Liam, he's enjoying that part. Nature of the recommended intervention thymosin injection, 0.5 milligrams. The recommendation for the following intervention for you. One thymosin injection once a week for six weeks and then one injection per month. The intervention is re- recommended because enhance the rate of recovery, that is a quote, the benefits of this treatment are an excellent expected reduction of time required for performance recovery. That details that it's a performance-enhancing drug. <laughs> but what was the Essendon counter-argument? That we did it, but it was legit. They said you can't prove it. Yeah, they said prove yeah. it. <laughs> that was their big that, fuck. That, that that was, yeah. We've hid the evidence. And, Can you um, imagine they did it with Judge Judy? Like, someone's come up and said, oh, this person ran into my car. 
And uh, yeah, here I've got, you know, this is their damaged car. This is the eyewitness. This is uh, the repairer who said he repaired his car and it looked like it hit mine. What's your story? You can't prove it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And then Judge Judy's going to fucking throw you out. Wada actually came out and said, well, we don't have to prove it beyond reason, beyond any doubt. Yeah. We have to prove above like a... Better than your a story. A 50-50... Well, they, they said the actual term was something on uh, reasonably comfortable. Or, a comfortable yeah. confidence. A comfortable... Uh, it, but it wasn't... burden. It, it, the standard of proof in all cases is greater than a mere balance of probability, but less than proof beyond a reasonable doubt. So if we take that as a balance of pro- probability is 51%, yep. uh, beyond a reasonable doubt is 99 yep. And they said it's somewhere in the middle. Yep. And I think they said it's a... A matter of art, yeah. which basically means it's subjective. Yeah, they do. They say, yeah, it's a matter of art. So, uh, yeah, it's not uh, if like a court of law where yeah. if you've got one little reasonable doubt, then you must acquit. And it was, I think it was mentioned in there too that the that is in the AFL code as much as it's yeah. in the Asada yeah. one. So everyone knew that from the get go. Yeah. The, the approach isn't innocent until guilty, which it is in criminal courts. It's yeah. let's find out what happened. Yeah. What's most okay. likely? Yeah. Here's your story. Yeah. Cool. Here's your story. Cool. Which one do I buy? And yeah. if your story is nah, then you're probably fucked. Well, especially like we were saying before, where he's admitted it to the gentleman who was trying to buy his business. And he also admitted, <laughs> admitted it to Nick McKenzie, who's a reporter for The Age, <laughs> and then tried to retract his statement when he That's alerted right. him that it was illegal. Okay, you can make mistakes and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we make mistakes, like, we've done it a hundred times. We go, you know... Um, like uh, uh, Dixon will be great for Gold Coast next year. As you guys know, I'm all for retracting a statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we go, you know, like when uh, uh, Jack Rewalt kicked those 11 goals. Oh, no, hang on, that was last year. Yeah. That's a mistake. That's an yep. honest mistake. Yep. When you make an honest mistake, in yeah. brackets, when with such technical information and you're pinpointing... Like, yeah. He didn't say, you know, Thymosin, and they go, oh, which one? He said, Thymosin beat a four. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. He yeah. knew. He TV went four. to the exact one and went, that's illegal, isn't it? Yeah. Goes, Oh, like, yeah, I didn't mean that one. You're the second dumbass has told me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm getting paid the big bucks, champ. Oh, fuck. But did you, uh, uh, reading all the info, did you hear about how um, Dr. Reed found out? Yeah. 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 Uh, hey. That's, that's, com- that's coming up. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing from the get-go, from every leak we've had since the start. Yep. Doc Reed has come out smelling of roses. Yeah, and that actually goes in like the next few... Um, well, he should yep. be surrounded by bullshit. ...paragraphs, because there was a conversation between, I think it was Robinson and Dank, where they're actually coming up with a way that they do not have to term it TB4 or something. They weren't going to call it thymosin, and they were going to call it brojuice. After this sort of, he's admitted it twice to two important people, they've gone, no, nah, they're just peptides, mate. There's no worries there. That's what Mr. Robinson said. And um, well, they, they argued, can we just call them amino acids or something of that kind? Well, and Mr. Dank said, yep, that is all they are, an amino, amino acid blend. Leave peptides out in the description of what was being used. Well, that's dumb. All peptides are is smaller amino acids. Yeah. You, like, depending on how long the carbon chain is, you've got peptide, amino, protein. Yeah. Um, so to say a peptide is an amino is dumb. It's not. <laughs> I think a lot of people are overestimating Dank. Uh, about how awesome it was. Because looking at the other shit he was giving them, it was things like Tribulus, which is one of those... Um, he's the sort of guy that responds to those spam emails saying, yeah. do you want to pick a cock? Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's a herbal testosterone booster that really does nothing. It's, it's like the Anderson Silver Viagra shit. But yeah, talk about Doc Reed. They actually ha- had the letters that he wrote to James oh, Hurd. Well, when I was reading through the mountains of fucking shit that's been written about this, the way it was... Um, written there was that uh, one of the players had a heart murmur at training went to see his doctor and you know they go alright what medications you're on because you're going to need tablets for your fucking heart attack or whatever and he's gone oh yeah there's this injections of thymosine there's this and that and the other and he actually admitted to his doctor that that's what it was yeah. and then doctors call up Bruce Reed, uh, Dr. Reed, and said uh, so this uh, th- what's the injection for we need to make sure it's not going to kill him if I give him the heart medication and Dr. Reed's gone you what mate uh, he, he, he didn't have any injections. Like, well, here he's written he has. Where the fuck they come from? And he's yeah. just gone to town. As you fuck it, you feel the club doctor, and thirty-four yeah. players are like, oh, you're getting injected. You're like, y- you what? He might feel cheated on. Hey, I think he did with some of those uh, messages that came through. Um, and when uh, the AFL brought down their sanctions, and he was the only one that challenged them. And it didn't even make it to the court. Like yeah. they, they settled on the steps. You're like, yeah, he fucking knew where he was standing on this one. 
They just went for a bit of a blanket coverage across it. And uh, old Doc said, nah, this is my and I'm, fucking I'm professional reputation. Um, like, and it's not as though you're talking about some GP who phones it in and he's just turned up to footy because he had a problem with pain-killing meds in the general practice. He's one of the most respected sports, uh, like football doctors. Just in, No, straight up doctor. Oh, straight up in the country. Yeah. Um, he's doing much better than Doc Larkins. Uh, <laughs> just because I, I think he uh, thought Essendon would actually turn into zombies. He I, was quoting Resident Evil. Is it Doc Reed still the personal doctor of all the former Aston players as well? Isn't he? Like, I, I guess that's that's so much I, not, yeah. I know uh, specific examples where not only is he referred to by former players, former players' family members have referred mm. to Dr. Reed for a second opinion on things. Mm. I think even Mark Robinson said he's gone to Doc Reed on certain things. Um, but on Doc Larkin, he did think that um, in the WADA um, that uh, the 34 players had actually been sentenced to an ACL. Um, he thought that's why they were out for 12 months. Um, but he, he's just going with what he knows, really, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, imagine you are Doc Reed, though. Do you stick with Essendon? Yeah, absolutely. It's, he, he's got patience there. That, that's literally. How, that's how he, yeah, literally <laughs> and in both sense of the word. And I think he loves the club. He's, yeah, yeah, fucking not, he's, he's not there for the management and the people. He's there for the players. It, Honestly, I'd rather him there than all anyone. the board, all the coaches. Yeah, well, all the board and... 99.9% of the coaches are gone. I think there might yeah. be a couple of development ones gone. So, I mean, that side of things, I'm really comfortable with. with yeah. With their well, actually, this is actually what he said. He wrote to Hurdy and he said, I have some fundamental problems being the club doctor at present. This particularly applies to the administration of supplements. Although we have been using supplements for approximately three months, despite repeated requests as to exactly what we are giving our players in, in literature related to this, I have at no time been given that until last Sunday. Last week, the players were given subcutaneous injections, not by myself, and I had no idea that this was happening, and also the drug that was involved. Yeah, it's just absolute bullshit. Like, and that's why they've the changed the law. I did, I did read somewhere in a very unverified sort of way that um, Dank or... Um, what's his face? Other Robinson. Fuck face. Robinson. Robinson. Uh, no, it was Robinson, I think. Charlie. Sent an email to Doc Reed about this, but he intentionally fucked up the email address, so it didn't go to Doc Reed at all. But on, on the CCs... It, like he sent it to Heard or whoever the fuck else it was, yeah. saying, "Hey, here's what we're doing." And Doc Reedk at gmail dot com or Essendon FC or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he he did the dodgy that way. <laughs> he did, and he also said to Hurdy that um, he needs free run from the media and club. Yeah, free run from the media and club. So he you know wants what the media doesn't know about it. Him. But the club, which is pretty much saying Doc Reed and those yes. people who actually stand up guys. But he also said, I'm particularly worried about The Hanger. Like, which is their TV show. Their TV run. show. Do you think they're fucking Four Corners or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it's an intern yeah. from The Office. Literally, it's probably an unpaid kid. With his iPhone. Yeah. Of all the TV programs to be worried about, <laughs> The Hanger. <laughs> I think you get last edit rights on that one too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you probably would. I think you covered. And, and why is The Hanger going to go... I reckon got a scoop here. I reckon our team's fucking on drugs. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's bust them. To be fair, they did have uh, Michael Talia as one of the executive producers. <laughs> so, you know... Tracy Spicer had a crack at it. They knew. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, uh, because when it all happened, um, there was a lot of people saying, you know, the AFL's just out for blood, the darkest day in sport, and nothing really fucking happened. Yeah. Um, in... Uh, paragraph 87 mm-hmm. uh, which is basically summarising what the AFL submitted to yep. the Court of Arbitration and Sport yep. the AFL basically said look guys we, we don't think you can prove it we think they're innocent you can't do anything paragraph 87 essentially is what the AFL submitted um, to the Court of Arbitration so it summarises what um, Assad as part of it is and the new WADA lawyers what the players and yep. here's what the AFL said AFL said basically guys you can't prove it like it's, they're innocent. We tried. Like, yeah, seriously. Like, you know, they should be innocent. And if you do find them guilty, like, yeah, you go easy. They're basically time served. Yeah, yeah. it's the so vibe, vibe of it. The AFL were one hundred percent in Essendon's corner. They basically oh, said absolutely everything they wanted, look, which you can understand. The brand. Yeah, ex- exactly mm-hmm. on that side of it, yep. protecting the brand, also upholding what their own tribunal found. Yep. which was you know they're guilty of governance and yeah. Um, which you, you can't deny that. Yeah. And, At the very least, if you're injecting someone, you, then they go, what's that? I don't know. 
Yeah, um, that ain't happening. But the AFL were with them. They were trying their best to get them off. Yep. Get get them off. So were Asada, to be honest. Like yeah. they weren't doing too much to. I don't know if Asada were or if they were just inept. I think they were going with the chain theory too. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, they broke the chain. Yeah, no, nah, we've got nothing. <laughs> I think it showed that they were woefully um, underfunded, underprepared. Yeah. It, it seems yeah. like the jump from, like, if you're a boxer and you're fighting at the RSL kind of thing. Yep. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, you know, three and one. I'm, I'm looking all right. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you like get the rocky chance against uh, the world champ. It's Woody yeah. Harrelson in The Great White Hope. <laughs> you yeah. get in there and it's like, <laughs> you trying to make it look bad, motherfucker? Crack. <laughs> and uh, that's, they got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I found the most damning sort of uh, fact or exchange on Dank was in passage 128. 128. So that's what I highlighted. I'm going to read this in its whole because I have to. So, on August 5th, 2012, Mr. Dank sent a text message to Mr. Alavi, who was the chemist from Como. Yep. Who was their, their official chemist, <laughs> Their you. official supplier yeah. of unofficial supplements. Yeah. He's asking for, in quotes, some help with his football team and expressed concern about the number <laughs> of soft t- tissue injuries. He asked Mr. Alavi, can the AOD and the Thermosin be mixed? Mr. Alavi referred to a new polymer which will provide a slow release system while repairing damaged cell walls. Mr. Alavi added that, it's amazing and being used in the USA for elite horse racing. I can even pull the thymosin and AOD in it. From the balance of the conversation, it appeared that there had been virtually no experiment on humans with the new substance. So Mr. Dank said, let us test a couple of players. Just, just oh, give a shot. Yeah. This interchange suggests that the thymosin was an established part of the program to which Mr. Dank wished to add new elements, but without any detailed research into its properties. What a cunt. Uh, it, yeah. nothing, nothing, else, nothing else can be said. And look, let the, us test a couple of players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and honestly, Watch I do feel horses. fucking terrible for the players because they they have fucked up. They have not done themselves any favors. Well, I mean, what's even more reprehensible is they didn't even have quilt back then. So yeah. they didn't have someone like <laughs> worthwhile testing on. Well, uh, the funniest thing was that now that Dank's got the ass, they've actually employed Peter Moody. As their <laughs> head of performance, and the, the, so now they're going to experiment with the with the bit, bit of cobalt or something. I think, right? Yes. Yeah, Tom Waterhouse has got a gig. Yeah, and it was funny reading some of the player statements as well because it's like um, you know when you catch a kid lying, yeah, and you see them just fuck it up. Like, did you do this? <laughs> no, it's not smart enough to realise why they're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did, um, Mister Del Olio. Do you remember Mr. Del Olio? Yeah, Corey. Corey, Corey Del, 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 Del Olio. Yep. I can't even pronounce his last name. He actually got um, pulled into question, as everyone did, by um, Wada or Asada, or probably both of them. But they, they were trying to establish whether the injections had, had been over a course of a period of time. Yep. And obviously, all of them say, I can't remember. But in <laughs> the one sentence, Mr. Del Olio, I'll, I'll read out the quote that they've written in the actual uh, award. Mr. Del Olio's reference to his receipt of more than one injection in a week as occurring one time, a couple of times, and a few times in the same sequence of his oral testimony. <laughs> so, in the one one he, sentence. He's under a lot of pressure. You know? Yeah, yeah it's hard. Just pick a story, man. Stick to it. Like, just stick to one story. They did say in here that it looked like their uh, defenses and memory was very convenient. Um, yeah, and orchestrated was the word. But this that... looks like you're not even trying to get away with it. Like, I reckon Delolio is probably one of the um, designers of Reebok or something for UFC kids. <laughs> oh, I thought he was high as balls. Yeah, well, he's trying other horse shit like ketamine. Yeah. Um, something very interesting I thought as well. When we go uh, right at the bottom of this award, it shows all the players um, that have been sanctioned, the Essendon 34, yep. and what they're sanctioned. I love that are. name, honestly. It's, yeah. it's not bad. It sounds like a, a gang, the Essendon 34. Well, they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're a fuck gang. They're straight up G's. <laughs> um, Kyle Remus and Hal Hunter were not in there. Now, when this story first broke, Kyle Remus was one of the ones that was sig- um, singled out, especially yep. by Spike McVeigh, as yep. you know, a, a bitter ex-player um, yeah. who, who's you know was never good enough anyway, and all that yep. kind of stuff. And ones that sort of raised the the red flag yeah. of what's mm. going on. And he was breaking the code of science, more or less. Turns out, eh, no sanctions. Yeah, and what I thought—not f- saying that's suspicious. <laughs> yeah, but what I thought funny about Mark McVeigh was that. <clears throat> He had his own representation because he believed, and what was allowed for in the um, lawsuit or whatever, the, yep. whatever they call it, 
because he believed that there were different circumstances surrounding his injections that may get him off as opposed to other people. And right. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone but, you get hey, your own. Yeah, but play, he was, he was like, he was like, nah, you cannot be certain that I was injected with thymosin. But he was the only player that identified thymosin yep. being in the fridge when he was in there getting his injections. So why would you be able to argue that point if you were the only one that saw a label of thymosin on the actual vials? Well, again, if you watch too much Law and Order, you treat the court like that, and the court therein isn't fucking Law and Order. Exactly. Yeah. It's not innocent until guilty. It's, it's what happened. And then again, if you've sat there and actually know what's going on, you're going, "Well, those guys are fucked." Also, I can actually imagine McVeigh going, "All right, I need to study up on this." All right. Dun, 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 dun. It's very <laughs> interesting. Watching porn. Because McVeigh was. Uh, almost damning himself and damning the rest yeah. of their actions because one of the big failures of the players, like they said, was they didn't ask enough questions. Mm. So when uh, McVeigh, after he went in for his first interview, he then went and Googled Thymosin and all yeah. the other stuff and said, oh my God, if I knew this at the time, I would have I would have called Herbie yeah. yep. and said something. Yep. So you're almost saying, guys, that you should have. Yep, exactly it's, right. It's almost, you know, it's, it's a mistake <laughs> of... Um, ignorance. Yeah. yeah it's, um, which is what they said all along. But. Almost did due diligence. Yeah, it's, like it's trained to. But when you're putting that in the public, it's like you're making a defense, but it's actually the prosecution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you're talking about kids when they don't know when they're lying. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I've done fucked myself. Um, and I don't know if this is the last part we'll, we'll talk about, but I thought uh, paragraph 178, like towards the end. Uh, we start talking uh, it goes into actually who pays for this yeah yep <laughs> and it talks into account uh, the actions of all parties involved um, the culpability and also their resources uh, available to them yep and they decided that the players should foot up 75% and the AFL should foot up 70, <laughs> 25 talk about insult injury <laughs> I love how they think that they've got that much money <laughs> like they just got oh I don't know how much these procedures cost yeah they're over in Sweden or something or Switzerland no they, no they brought them over from Switzerland yeah yeah. so you're going to be paying a fair bit for oh, but I'm, I'm imagining business class minimum it's going to be off, if the players pay for it it's going to be offset with the lawsuit that they put towards Essendon oh, and the oh, AFL oh fuck yes and um, they are gonna like they they took a bullet for the team by keeping silent. Took a jab too. Well, yeah, but uh, oh, it's just gonna take one player, like Paddy Ryder. What's in it for him? Exactly, uh, keeping silent will cost him a career. Yeah, well, he, exactly. He's, he's in a team that's going to be fighting for uh, top four this year, according Probably. to you guys. Um, so yeah, he's got a lot to lose, and he gets sat out. Montreux gets sat out. And so, is there cause for Port to sue Essendon? Well, David Koch said that. This is what with David Koch said. But uh, I read an article by Rowan Connolly today, which is really fucking on point. Yeah. He goes, okay, you knew what you were getting with uh, Ryder. Yep. And Koch admitted that. Yep. Fair enough. However, you knew what you were getting with Ryder and you were okay with it. Yeah. If you knew, like, if the problems were that bad that you wouldn't go near Ryder, yeah. then you wouldn't have gone with uh, Monfries. Yep. But you're okay with Ryder. Yeah. You decided it's okay, therefore you should be okay with Monfries. Yeah, I think it's more what you paid for because they paid unders for Ryder because of the p- potential for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas with Monfries, they didn't realise they were buying goods that had no warranty kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. So but- like, while he is fine having uh, Ryder, he's fine with having Ryder at that price. Yeah. And I think the precedence that it sets for clubs starting to sue each other over things like this is a really dangerous one because the clubs need to, at least the figureheads of the club, need to unite to stamp this sort of shit out because they're individuals which are destroying reputable clubs. And so you can't put the individuals ahead of the club. And if if, uh, Port do go ahead, though, does St Kilda have a a lawsuit? No. (laughs) St Kilda don't. St Kilda are doing fine just being out of every fucking media, every news article... (laughs) Everyone's taking a bullet for them, so they're sitting pretty. Um, now, I'm not saying Port Adelaide isn't without cause. I mean, uh, sorry, without uh, merit yeah. in trying to get compensation. Yep. However, at the same time, you can say, you know what, we've got, we've been affected three percent. Yep. Picking yeah. a yeah. random thing. Montfries isn't really best twenty-two anyway. I, he's be, he is best twenty-two. You but he's not best fifteen. Yeah. However, like, you know what, just just. Take it, play it as it lies. I was going to say, Just this, take the hit. This is the club that calls Butcher best 22. So. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, the, it, there is a long history of clubs making dud trades. 
uh, through their own fuck-ups. <laughs> we don't make dud <laughs> trades. We make dud draft picks. <laughs> Fremantle have the most dud trades of all time, I think. Well, I think we can all yep. safely agree on yep. that one. Uh, North got Jonathan Hay. That was a dud. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Frio uh, gave, yeah. gave up yeah. nobody yeah. for Andrew McLeod. Yep. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> Gave true. up two years of Trent Clode. Trent Crowe yep. for Sam Mitchell and Luke Hodge. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's up there. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I've just done the maths, by the way. Um, Forty. It was about forty-five greens worth. Really? Uh, it cost to run this thing. So yeah, maybe they did fly first class. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw that one of the managers has come out. I'm guessing the player managers have all got together and gone, all right, what do we do from here? Yeah, and they all had meetings with the AFLPA. Yeah. And the suggestion was that they set up a, a fund. I don't know what they called it—a future fund or a slush fund. Management fund, pretty much like that, yeah. I think it was a hedge fund. But um, where a $20 million fund. Yep. Who the fuck's got $20 million going to stick into this fund that they can rape? Essendon. That's what they'll say. Essendon should set it up. Yeah. I'm like, geez, guys. Uh, and that was to um, get away from uh, civil action yeah, they by said, all the players. Yeah, they said that could quell the, the legal, uh, the lawsuits that are probably going to come. Yeah. Yeah, it's when they start the GoFundMe page. That, uh, <laughs> it <know>. Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that would be better than if you bought a membership. If you're an Essendon supporter, don't buy a membership. Buy a, a, jump into Kickstarter and fund the players. <laughs> the team's fucked you well, over too. I mean, they need you know uh, the 34 players or the 12 Essendon players. Yeah. You know, they've got to pay park fees if they want to go train somewhere. Yeah. Um, the irony <laughs> is, because uh, those players are now, they're not allowed near the club basically all yeah. near no football capacity at the yep. club and can't be coached by the club and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But they are allowed to train together. Right. The irony is James Hurd can go train them now. <laughs> yeah. He's free to coach them. <laughs> I mean, this could be this like is very true. This this could be like Mean Machine where you've got all the convicts <laughs> in prison. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is, and you know, I hope this has happened. Um Nick O'Brien, if you're a a footy player the Guernsey you have becomes your lucky number, yeah? Right. Yeah. Yep. Does anyone know who Nick O'Brien is? No. 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 He's a fucking nobody. But he wore number 10. Right. Okay. Now, something that happened today was the $2.1 billion US lottery that Australians could enter. Number 10 was Powerball the Powerball. was number 10. I hope he's one of the winners and he's got this $30 million or whatever the split of the pot will end up being. It might be $100 million. Essendon have gone... Mate, we could use a bit of that. He's gone, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! You delisted me in November. Suck my dick! He's gone, you can't prove I won it. And then, <laughs> but then you see him over at Carlton going, I'm giving them 10 million. Cop that! <laughs> yeah, he'll be holidaying somewhere, I think. <laughs> I'm giving Carlton shit. He's there with Jeffrey Edelstein. But I can't wait to see the Essendon versus Carlton battle for the spoon. Twice. It's they get to play f- twice this year. Do Blockbusters they really? for the match. I'm fucking playing. <laughs> I'm bringing me boots. Did you see that dude who uh, did the Instagram? There was hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah but hundreds there was one guy who did exceptionally well yeah. uh, saying he was going to play and he could actually jump off the ground. and <laughs> Yeah, and he, he, he's a fickle bastard and he'll switch over from the, the black and white stripes he was yep. wearing. Yeah. <laughs> so- um, Brian Lake, who's like, well, <laughs> let myself go a bit in the off-season, That's guys. So. so let's look at the top-up players. Cause, um, and we'll go all the way back to the start of what we said. It's been brilliant what Sheedy and uh, Wusher have come out and said, you know, yep. fuck it, that's what's happened, let's yep. get on with it. Yep. Um, yes, you've got exactly. a good chance now to find a new diamond in the rough. Yeah. So they've got uh, top-up players. Now, there's, I don't think there's a real point going and grabbing... 10, 17-year-olds or 18-year-olds. Yeah, no. yep. You, you want to get those mid-20s. Just, yeah. Everyone's had enough of their way with G2S. Yeah. Um, it, One thing I... I thought it was good of Lake, you know, like you bring up Lake, that he said, yeah. look, mate, uh, I said when I'm retired, I'm hitting the pies. I've hit yep. the pies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking I, like Monk I'm sucking down it. beers with Scotty Cummins. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Benny Cousins might get a run. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what they need. <laughs> <laughs> well, one other player who has put his hand up is Ahmed Saad. Really? And look, yeah, if uh, you want to talk redemption, he's one of the guys that needs it. Yeah. Well, he came back after his, did he have 18 months or, or two years off yeah. Yeah. for taking Mind a you, fucking protein drink? I How would you feel if you're Ahmed Saad and Essendon go, oh, no, nah, mate, we don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> it's <laughs> you get rock fucking bottom. Well, one thing I do wonder, though, like with these top-up players, are they then contracted to Essendon or the AFL? Well, Essendon through the AFL. Yeah, so end of the season, let's say... North Melbourne wants to grab one of their top-up players because presumably the rest of the team's going to come back and they're going to have a list of 80. They'll, they'll go as... Uh, they'll have to go into the draft. Yeah, so... But Essen will get nothing out of that, will they? No. So... They can't trade them. Yeah. Yeah. But, and they're treated like, essentially, rookies. Uh, I... I th- now, 
I believe, even less than that. Because rookies, you still have, you like, you still sign them. I believe yeah. that they are essentially unrestricted free agents. Yeah. Not, so at the end of the season... Uh, unrestricted free agents, but essentially treated that way. Yeah, so at the end of the season, even if they play every game, superstars, win the win Brownlow, Brownlow. Yep. you're not contracted. And do Essendon even have first right of contract? I, I, I don't know for 100%, yeah. but I don't believe so. Uh, see, neither would I. Because they solely, don't have the list. Yeah, yeah, solely for the punishment factor. Like, if you get a chance to recruit 30 more juniors... And yeah. then you get first look at them, first crack at them, kind of thing. You've kind of got an advantage for the next year because you know, you know which players are genuine potential and which players are just fun and. Yeah, I guess you do, but at the same time, these are all players that are being passed over by eighteen clubs yeah. in three different drafts. Well, yeah, when's the yeah. when's round one? What oh, day? Like how March, roughly something? six weeks? Six weeks? Yeah. Six weeks away. Uh, going to say you probably have a reality TV show like Ultimate Fighter across <laughs> with the recruit or something do you want to fight a fight well the recruit unfortunately happens mid-year <laughs> do you want to be a fucking bomber <laughs> <laughs> no um, so on the other players that have get I thought um, I saw a list of you know potentials and everybody's putting their name up and you know oh Fev yeah yep. Fev can play um, <laughs> Jonathan Simpkin was one name I thought okay he's an obvious one they should go get him because mm-hmm. he's ready made he's got two premierships already anyway um, yep. big bodied and he's just he couldn't get a game in Hawthorne yeah, um, but I think he is twenty eight or something like that. But he's perfect because um, you know he's in good nick still as well. Mm. Yep. Um, but it'll be interesting to see who else they pop up. What about because, looking overseas. Well, I don't know if uh, I know Kobe's retiring, but I don't know if he, well, wants he to does have a play. basketball background. He has a basketball background. Basketball background. That's what you're after. Yeah, you that's know, what, yeah. what they love. Yep. Um, but you go to Ireland or you know some of your recruits that are overseas that you're trying to get in there, give them a free run. I tell you what, Connor has got his eyes. <laughs> He's, he's got his gold eye, everywhere. He's got his eyes on every fucking championship out there. If Conor McGregor wants to go for a kick, did you actually see that? Um, I think it was Arrow Helwani posted a live link to the Congress of Ireland debating whether they should put Connor on, on the, their currency on the one euro coin. On the one euro coin. Yeah. Well, they are having. I think they're having a a, a drink, a, a vote, yeah. or a discussion about who they can put on it. Well, it's him, Sinead, got... it's him, Sinead or Jimmy McCall. So, <laughs> well, yeah, the funny thing is with that though, they've gone. Oh, Connor's not a great role model. And everything. Shinoda Connor has advocated terrorism quite a few times, so I don't know whether she can put a hand up for that either. Well, the Irish are quite partial to terrorism. <laughs> well, yeah, they do have a bit of a history of it. All, yeah. all for the course. All for the course. Yeah. Real offence. It's all good. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see who else they get, because there's one name that's screaming out as well, and that's Lockie Tiziani. Lockie Tiziani. They've got a chance to get Lockie Tiziani and then redemption. Exactly. From uh, a good stock. Oh, jeez. I, I don't want to see that happen. Like, I'd give you a fucking chance, mate. It's better than playing in the NEFL. Exactly. I mean, you, you, you... Is it? You've yes. got a chance to turn a negative into a positive yep. and get the future star of the AFL. Exactly right. He's going to take mark of the year. That's guaranteed. So you yeah. know you've got that yeah. in the bank. It's going to be tough for him, though, because he's going to have poor delivery. So he's only going to kick about three dozen goals a game rather than the four or five you'd expect. doesn't matter. He's going to stand in the back lines and take hangers like Jeremy Howe. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's not going to get kicks from the Essendon players. And let's be honest, you can't play for a team when there's no team. So he's going to be out there doing what he needs to do to get over. Exactly right. He's, I told you, already guaranteed mark of the year. It's just, what else could he get? Could he yeah. get NAB Rising Star of the Year? Yeah. Um, I'd say it's a lock. I'd, I'd say, you know, that's 90%. I think calling well, a lock. Even a if he only plays half a game, he's got it. He I mean, could, he's just shooting for best and fairest wrestling at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, that was one other thing that I, I wanted to bring up. Um, was was it ever officially sort of put out there why Zaharakis refused to get the injections? Because I think that's a really important point well, that I haven't seen... Uh, Reconciled. I've heard two stories. One of them being that he is a bit of a neat freak and uh, he, he wants to know everything in the right place. Asked a question and they kind of jumped away. The other story was that he's scared of needles and didn't want one. Which yeah. is legit. Yes. That's fine. See, both of those are legit, but I just want to know which one exactly. Was just yeah. come out and say why. <laughs> because I think it's a really pertinent point. Because if he did have suspicions about it, then you would think that he wouldn't have kept that to himself. He would have said, the guys, you know, this kind of, to someone, he's mate, he's got a mates in the club there somewhere. And someone responsible enough. He's currently not if he's training on his own. Like I say, he's got 10 new mates now. Well, he was going to be playing on his own, so he's going, well, <laughs> fuck, uh, be, better hit the ground running. How would you feel, though? Like, Zaharakis has been around a while, and he's a quality player, yeah? Fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, he'd be in the leadership group. Well, he's the leadership group. Well, exactly. Every other motherfucker's suspended, <laughs> yeah. and the captaincy's up for grabs. And yeah. He's like, fuck, I'm a shoe in here. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, Brendan Goddard, pretty much named captain already. Well, actually, yeah. because uh, Brendan Goddard is the only member of the leadership group that wasn't suspended. Really? Uh, I think him and Bagley. Uh, and, and him and Bagley were the Bagley only Bagley was in the leadership group, and Zaharakis wasn't. And let's, yeah. let's be honest, BJ, well, went, you poor cunt. BJ went there to win flags, because he thought he wouldn't have a chance at St. Kilda. <laughs> so... 
Uh, he's obviously seen that's not going to happen so if you're going to try and keep him you've got to do everything talk about famous wrong calls of history (laughs) yeah Buckley's gone up and gone mate I know you feel (laughs) even Buckley's ahead of him like granted Buckley missed out on five flags but he played in two grand finals yeah at least and then got a Norm Smith he got something Richmond's gone, how do you feel about recruiting, BJ? <laughs> <laughs> Recruitment officer, BJ. Your decision-making skills are... Uh, Rather lacking. We're kind of impressed with how you got- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. About it, son. Well, I, I think that's about all we've got yep. for, for uh, well, also decision-making. Yeah. He copped initially, but I think Bomber Thompson has kind of escaped the media wrath in the last couple of years for actually bringing these people into the club because he had the history with these people in Geelong and it was under his advice that they come. Well, the other part of that too was at Geelong, uh, they had, I think, two or three people assigned to liaise with uh, Dank and... Robertson at all times. Yeah, right. So they had massive amounts of oversight. Oversight, yeah. Because these cunts are just loose. They yep. they do whatever the fuck they felt yeah. like. And Essendon was like, hey, go you, nuts. You say they're loose. I, I, I'd like to say, is there any evidence to point to the fact <laughs> that, that they're loose? Um, oh, you know, besides the fact that let us test it on a couple of players. All right. I think that'll do us. All right. Peace. There you Thank go, you Liam. Very much. Liam, you asked for it, you got it. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.